American Financing uh, is our sponsor. What do I need to tell you? Oh, here's here's one. Soros, his firm is coming out and saying, you know, there's something to this Bitcoin thing. It's probably too big to ignore. Wait a minute. Isn't that how he collapses economies? He gets it all set up on the brink. And then he says, you know what? Maybe everybody should get out of the dollar and uh, go to this currency. I'm telling you, getting a loan is going to be very, very hard. Your credit card rates are going to go up big time. Get out of those. Get a consolidation loan. If you're looking for a loan or you want to refi your loan, American Financing, please do it today. 800-906-2440. American Financing. Dot net. Oh, we got a great show coming up for you today. Uh. Now, as most people know, I'm not good at making predictions. Um, can't really see over the horizon ever on anything. But I'm going to make one. I'm going to make one. Last night, the GOP, and in particular, 11 senators, have just started a new Tea Party. Yeah, that's right. I just think what they did last night... Uh, was a betrayal of everything that we we hope and believe in. You know, some of us still think a few things are self-evident. You know, like math. You know, I can add numbers up and know when it doesn't work. And I also know how to count to 11. Uh, it's just one number below the dirty dozen. You remember the saboteurs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That blew everything up. Yeah, 11 is just one senator shy of the dirty dozen. We begin there in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. <laughs> Did you hear Joe Biden yesterday? He uh, indicated that... Uh, he, well, he didn't pressure them. He wasn't calling. He had a friend that went to the hospital and the hospital was overrun with COVID patients. And he got a call from the wife or the husband. And they're like, Joe, Joe, he's in the hospital and it's so overcrowded. We, we can't do anything. And, oh, Joe. And then Joe's like, no, 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 no. And he called the hospital and he talked to the triage nurse and the hospital and said, hey, I've got a friend who's there in your waiting room and can't get any service. And I'm just checking on him. Can you give me any information? Oh, my gosh. Oh, now, see, that's the kind of fairness we were looking for. You know, 
That's the kind of thing that I think the average person loves about politicians, you know, uh, when they can just call and use their power to save their friends while you don't have any power. <laughs> you know, the president's not calling about you. And I think the fact that he was so open and willing to share that uh, just speaks volumes, you know. So I was in CVS the other day and I was in massive pain and uh, my wife called the president and she's like, oh, Joe, Joe, he can't get any heroin at CBS and it'll only be heroin that will help him. And Joe's like, they think they're giving that to me. I'll call CBS. And CBS said, we, we, uh, we don't stock heroin. And so I had to go home and just stick with my relief factor. Yeah, that's the best we can do for the little people because they won't let us have heroin. You know, the nice thing about Relief Factor, except for on days like today when I'd really like some heroin. You know, let me tell you something. If I wasn't an alcoholic today, I'd be an alcoholic today. You know what I'm saying? Relief Factor is not a drug. It doesn't make you into pudding. It doesn't make you feel like that. No, in fact, it just takes the pain away. Mental pain excluded. Call them now if you'd like to get out of pain or what the hell? Have your friend in the White House call. Maybe they can get a shipment faster. Mm, no. Uh-uh. 800-583-84. ReliefFactor.com. Hmm. It's Friday. Ho, ho, ho! It's Friday. And uh, it's going to be a good Friday. I have uh, I have uh, homecoming for my two children happening today. I have uh, a Navy SEALs fundraiser, which I've been waiting for about two years. Uh, I have a board meeting, another charity event, and a uh, wedding to go to all today. So I, it's going to be great. Sounds like fun. Sounds like a good day. Mm -hmm. And then I get up and uh, I, you know, I have a few senator friends who uh, were burning up uh, my uh, uh, my uh, my text last night and just say, uh, and write, hello, hello, hello. I think we just sold our country out. <laughs> I think we have 11 people that have just sold the country out. No, they didn't. No, they, you know what happened is they felt that if they didn't, if they didn't raise the debt ceiling, something that the Democrats could have done on their own, okay, they didn't need to have any Republican help them. They could have done it on their own, but they didn't want to, okay, because they don't want to handle the gun. It, they would much rather say, boy, that person needs to be killed over there. Wow. But I can't do it. Um, but you know, you know how many people would save? You know, honestly, Mitch McConnell, do you know how many people would save if you'd just pick up the gun and shoot that person? We'd, we'd be your friends forever. We love you so much. It would be the spirit of compromise we'd be able to team up and do all kinds of things. And the next time, 
the next time you want something, well, we promise we're not going to give it to you. (laughs) What is wrong with these people of the GOP? I predict they have just started a new tea party because I, for one, and I was at a fundraiser last night for a local guy who is running for county judge, which is like county executive. Uh, and he's the guy who, uh, you know, really raised the funds for the people that were standing up against the school board that put two school board members in jail. He's the guy who had a spine. And I was just saying last night, I, I, I don't, I, 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 I won't do anything for the GOP. This guy happens to be a Republican. I don't give a flying crap. I want to see not what you say. I want to see what you do. And this guy had a long track record of doing the right thing. (sighs) And then as I'm there, they're selling our country out. And I have to tell you, There are a few things that I still hold self-evident that all men are created equal, which means I'm not going to take another single day from a single person in any school district that I have anything to do with. I will not for another day. I will not stand quietly by. If you are teaching my children that some people are more equal than others, that you're teaching my children that Martin Luther King was wrong, that you're teaching my children that somehow or another, they or anyone else are guilty of sins that were committed by people they don't know nor were related to. No, not another day. I hold the truth self-evident that all men are created equal and that you have a right to life. So not another day am I going to say, gee, I don't know. We should give Fauci some more money to do some more testing on dead babies. Do you know that's how they did it? You know, they were testing the coronavirus uh, vaccines with dead baby tissue. Oh, yeah. Well, abortion is important. Not another day. Liberty. Not another day. Not another day. Will I will I stand by while you are checking people's bank accounts a violation of the fourth amendment while you are putting people in solitary confinement for a misdemeanor i think that one violates the uh the fifth amendment and the sixth amendment no no i will stand by anybody who is a democrat or a republican that actually honors their oath. And I don't see very many people doing it. I know 11 people are trying to make themselves sleep well by saying, we saved the country. No, you didn't. 
No, you didn't. First of all, if they want to go on the debt ceiling and say, it's going to destroy America. Really? We're not going to pay our debts? I mean, I know you guys don't read the Constitution, but the Constitution says that takes priority over everything else. So they would have had to cut a few things. Oh, no. Cut a few things? Oh, shoot. Oh. I got a few things to cut. How about the Department of Education? What the hell? How about the Department of Interior? At this point, I'm pretty damn close to saying, how about the Pentagon? Is there anybody? Is there anybody on on the Democratic side that sees what is happening to our country and has an ounce of testosterone weak men create hard times what have we done to our men weak men create hard times and we wonder why we're having a problem because we got sallies and nancy's up there oh sure they might identify as someone with a spine. They might identify as someone who is a defender and protector. But sorry, I don't think you are. You can put the dress back on. These people are not willing to stand for the things that we have pledged to each other are self-evident. They will not stand. Well, where are the people? And I know I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. I know you don't want to run. I know you don't think you have time to go to the school board meetings. I know you think your voice doesn't matter. That's by design. I want to elect the people who don't want to go. I want to elect the people who think politics is despicable. I want to elect people who think it's nothing but a game and they're, they despise it. I want to find good and honorable people that aren't coveting power and money. I want people with children and grandchildren, but I don't necessarily want the ones that are still walking around with great-great-grandchildren. We are run by a group of people that have pudding at 4 o'clock in the afternoon at the early bird special at Denny's. There is nothing wrong. I think the older you get, the more wise you are, the more experiences you have, the more we should ask and listen to our elders. But there's a point that we all have to say they don't get it. They don't get it at all. They're living in 1967 and all these damn hippies who have been set to destroy our country since 1967 have all the power now. 
and they don't have a clue as to what the hell they're even talking about. I got to get on one of them Twitter machines. I'm so upset at that Facebook. I was reading that Facebook last night. I got up to page 157. Here's the good news. There are so many up-and-coming patriots. I said in 2009 or 10 when we were in Washington together, if you happen to be there, somewhere, somewhere in this crowd is the next George Washington. Somewhere in the crowd is the next Martin Luther King. This is the next Thomas Jefferson. Abraham Lincoln. They're not giant statues yet. But someday we may be building statues of their likeness. They're probably eight years old today. Well, that makes them 20 today. And they are out there. They are there. And they're already engaged. They're smarter than most of us were. They're more engaged than most of us were. They feel it passionately. They were selected to be here at this time by a God who knew that weak men would destroy freedom. Gosh, he's awfully sexist. Weak men create hard times. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times stand up remember who you are recognize what time it is and be who you were born to be not who we've all allowed ourselves to become Holidays are about gratitude and generosity, and Blinds.com is grateful for the millions of customers that have made their trusted source for custom window treatments, which is why they've decided that they're going to kick the holidays off with the, uh, uh, with the week-long friends and family sale, up to 40% off site-wide. I'm sorry, I'm so distracted right now. As I'm reading this, I'm thinking, yeah, they didn't build this. They didn't build this. Government built this. We were the ones that built the internet. Oh, shut up. It's entrepreneurs like Blinds.com that was just a family-run business. That's what it was. And one of them back in the 90s said to the other, we should do this online. Online? Do you remember what online was like in the 90s? And they battled it out and they found a way to become successful. And now they're the largest in the world. Oh, you got to get them. Oh, those rich people that don't do anything. They didn't create that. Anyway, they're having their friends and family sale up to 40% off site wide. I've used blinds.com several times. They're great. 100% guaranteed perfect fit. You know why? Because they did build this. So they knew they had to make it better than anything you can get in person. And now that the world is caught up with online shopping, 
They're way ahead of everybody else. Blinds.com. Go there now. 40% off site-wide during their friends and family sale. Blinds.com. Up to 40% off. Rules and restrictions may apply. 10 seconds. Station ID. Oh, you know what? Elizabeth Warren said, you know, this debt ceiling is like a, a like a, a live hand grenade uh, and it's being used by extremists and uh, we got to stop. I think we should just eliminate the debt ceiling altogether. Oh. It's like it is sort of pointless in a way because they don't pay attention to it. No, it's just it's a speed bump. It's just a reminder to everyone what a terrible job they're doing every two Correct. years, which is why they hate it. Correct. And Correct. now we're going to it's actually every two months. Right. This time. Yeah. So, this time it's it's only taking us to what? December. It's coming to December. And you think four hundred eighty billion dollars. OK, well, it gets us to the end of the year. No, it gets us to early December. Only early December. Four hundred and eighty billion dollars of debt. Mm. Now, mm. look, the typical way this works is the party in power has to suck it up and get the vote done while the other party gets to run ads against them in the next campaign. That's like the trade off normally. Mm-hmm. And it's a kind of a silly game, but still, it's a it's a game that has pretty well defined rules mm-hmm. here. They've just for whatever reason, the Republicans are like, well, you know what? We'll just go along with you on this one. Well, only only uh, Mitch McConnell and his clan could could uh, just snatch victory. Oh, no, sorry. No, he usually snatches defeat out of the jaws of victory. <laughs> I Good mean, heavens. it's it was going to be raised. And yeah, I it guess was. they're let they're, them do it. Yeah. Yeah. Let them do it. And, and they, they said, well, they're they were going to get rid of the filibuster. Let them try. Let them try. The only thing that would defend them on this is if they think they can hold Joe Manchin against these bills. Uh-huh. As a tr- there's a back no, backroom yeah, no, trade off. Yeah, that. I agree with that. that he's going to he's going to. I don't think so yeah, either. No, but I think that out. might be the, the, yeah, the theory here. Right, maybe whatever. it's the only thing I can come up with, though. I mean, I. I have to speculate to come up with any reason why they would do this. No, they they would like to keep their status in the new corporate America. I think that's what it is. The new, the 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 public private corporate America. They want their share. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, by the way, wait until you see what uh, Merrick Garland's family has been up to. We're going to talk about that coming up in just a second. Uh, Rough Greens. Jason writes in, he says, my dogs will actually push my hand away when I mix rough greens in their food bowls just so they can start chomping down. This is Uno has done this. He's, he's like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, put it down. He said their fur is shiny. They have lots of energy. I definitely recommend uh, rough greens to anyone with dogs. Thank you so much, Jason. Thank you. Thanks for writing in. It is really um, helpful and satisfying to me to see when people actually, because they ask me all the time, do you really believe in this? Yes. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. I canceled a contract with General Motors because I didn't believe in them. Yes, I only take clients that I believe in. Rough Greens. Try it with your dog. You get a free bag right now. Uh, just pay for shipping. See if your dog loves it as much as Uno does or Jason's dogs do. Uh, if so, watch the difference. Start feeding, putting Rough Greens on their meal. Roughgreens.com slash back or 833-GLEN33.
BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go to get your Blaze TV subscription. If you use the promo code Glenn, you'll save 10 bucks off your subscription. Hello, America. It's Friday. I want to bring in a real patriot, Azra Nomani. She is the vice president for strategy and investigations at Parents Defending Education, where she is the editor of the Indoctrination Database and FOIA work. She's also the coalition, uh, the co-founder of Coalition for TJ, a group of uh, parents and community members in Virginia. She's a former reporter for The Wall Street Journal, co-director of The Pearl Project and co-founder of the Muslim Reform Movement. This woman has been fighting a good fight for a very long time. Uh, yesterday, she uh, uh, came out with a story that is so important as our FBI and the Department of Justice under Merrick Garland uh, are coming out and and looking for the terrorists that are the parents. Um, she her group got a tip that Merrick Garland might have a conflict of interest. And uh, she is with us now to explain. Ezra, welcome to the program. Ezra, are you there? Hear me? Yes, I can oh, hear you. Okay, Good. great, great, great. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your kind words, too. But I was so looking forward to talking to you because you're an investigator. So you know how to follow the money and... Mm. Um, and I knew that you would get this story and oh, you would understand yeah. how important it is. Oh, yeah. OK, so let's let's go through um, yes. his daughter. Merrick Garland's yes. daughter is married to what's his name? Tanner. Uh, no, I know. I'm going to I'm going to make you it. go through this. Okay, no, I'm going to make you go through this. Um, this uh, this is just another example of how ridiculous it is. Okay. So his actual name is um, Alexander, but he goes by Zan. Because uh, that's what every nickname is for Alexander, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so his daughter, his name is Rebecca Garland, and the daughter grew up in, um, uh, you know, the comfortable life of her dad mm. and mom and went to Yale. And mm. then at Yale, she reconnected with an old childhood acquaintance, Van. And they got married, and it should have just ended there as a happy, you know, yeah, love story. Yes. Right. New York Times wedding announcement, the whole thing. And what's in the first paragraph? Of course, that her father, Merrick Garland, attended. And then a few paragraphs later, Sam was a co-founder of a company called Panorama Education. Panorama Education. That sounds epic. What do they do? Yeah, it sounds so tame, right? It's mm -hmm. just they picked the perfect, perfect disguise. It's a perfect Trojan horse. So let me just fast forward to the fact that we now have venture capitalists investing in Panorama Education. So it must be hot. Mm, yeah. And one of those investors is a man by the name of Mark Zuckerberg. Wow. So why yeah, why would Mark Zuckerberg be interested in this like education company based in Boston by a couple of Yale graduates? Because it is a data mining company. And what Panorama Education does is they use these fancy words called social and emotional learning. So just think think about that like combination of words. So bizarre. Social and emotional learning. What does that mean? Well, when my kid was small, 
it was just like learn to have critical thinking and have character and be nice to others. Mm-hmm. Now they are using it as an excuse to mess with kids' heads. And some of the questions in these, quote, screeners, that's mm-hmm. what they're calling their surveys, are things like, are you gender fluid? What's your position on race? Are you happy or are you sad? Literally, pa- parents are not even aware about these Okay, so, so here's the thing. Yeah. If you listen to Megan Kelly, she yeah. kind of talked about this, but she didn't know necessarily what it was. But exactly. her, stu- her child came back home and said, I'm asked right. if I still feel like I'm a boy. And they exactly. do it every week. Exactly. The, it's, from, it's from one company or the other. It is an industry. So Panorama Education is just the tip of the iceberg in this multi-million dollar industry. And let's be clear about what they are. They're government contractors. You know, they're not just an education company. They're not just like, oh, we're here for child welfare. They are government contractors. And so Merrick Garland's son-in-law is profiting off the backs of our country's children. And and we're not talking little contracts, millions of dollars. Yeah, let me give you, let me get some facts here. Fairfax County, uh, Fairfax County Public Schools signed quietly an $1.8 million contract with Panorama Education uh, for their for their screening, where yes. they ask the students uh, questions of whether they feel sad or gender fluid, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. The, the Panorama Education staff gets status now as school officials so they have a right to the private student data under federal law. Yeah, just just people need to just absorb what you just said. I mean, it's so dramatic. Contractors are getting status as school officials, equal to teachers or principals, school board members, and they are basically data scientists or even data nothings, you know, but just absorbing this information about kids. And Glenn, this is the breaking news headline for you, because I know you love breaking news. $1.8 million was this agreement in June. Nobody even knew about it. They started having board meetings, and they just mentioned, oh, we got COVID money, okay, over the summer. And guess what? We're going to spend it on this screener. So there was this vigilant mom who heard just this mention in a school board meeting, and she asked them, what is this screener? So that's how she got the information about the $1.8 million contract. And then she called us at Parents Defending Education and gave us the tip. But guess what? They then quietly signed another agreement, an addendum in September, raising the number to $2.4 million. Jeez. Yeah. That's one... School mm-hmm. district, one yeah. school district. So now when that the, happened in early September. And then within a month, um, I went to the school board and I protested the wastage of this money. And days later, the school board association, you know, summons the FBI. I'm not saying it was because of me, but I know that they know that parents eyes are on these contracts. And then we got this edict from Merrick Garland. To shut us up. So here's the here's what I want you to know. The federal yeah. government is data mining our children. They are asking that they they themselves are allowing contractors 
funded by Zuckerberg uh, and Merritt Garland's son and daughter, son-in-law and daughter. It's their company. They're going into our school districts in the cover of night with the school board. They are getting this information. They are deeming the people who are processing this information as school officials so they can have access to all of this and share it with third parties without parental notification or consent. Yeah. And so then what happened is that we raised questions about it and then they suddenly announced, oh, there's going to be an opt out form that parents can sign, but it wasn't available for days. It wasn't even unclear who do you send it to. And then, guess what? Parents started filling it out, and they then started getting emails literally asking, did you make a, quote, mistake? Are you sure you wanted to opt out as if these parents made a mistake? And, and you know, by the way, the opt-out date, the final yes. date is today, right? And, and Glenn, that- Glenn, can you believe that you know the opt-out day for school district in northern virginia but no. that's how important it is that's and you know the details matter yeah exactly. uh and i also know if people start looking into their own school board yes. you're going yes. to find uh you're going to find are there any other cunt, uh, companies yes um besides oh panorama education that people should be looking for oh my gosh this is so fantastic so one other little nugget i want to just share with you and your listeners yeah. is that that Fairfax County Public Schools, we have discovered also, shared information on all of the students before a single opt-out form was even presented to parents. This is evil. Yeah. So they got the student name, the student ID number, their class, and um, their school. And um, everybody needs to remember that this child, the market of children, as any parent knows, they spend a lot of money. We spend a lot of money on them. So this is a big market that, that companies want to understand. So let me tell you. So what happened is that this Eagle Eye mom also submitted a FOIA to find out who were the other bidders because this one, of all things, mm. we actually had other bidders. And, and I'm going to name some of the companies. Okay. They weren't bidders in Fairfax County, but there's a company called Castle, C-A-S-C-L. They are huge in this business. C-A-S-T-E-L. C-A-S-E-L. E-L, Castle, okay. Yeah, Castle is a big company. Okay. Then, then we have um, another company that, um, they're all such like strange names that you kind of start forgetting what they are. Yeah. But, um, but then New York University has a company, um, and they, it's their education department. So you just have to look up if there's a contract with New York University. Um, and then we have uh, this other company that is culturally responsive, and they do, they, you know, so they make it all sound so good. So right? culturally responsive is the name of the company? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, and I'm going to get you a whole list. So okay, please do, know. and I will. Yes. I will tweet it out today. If you're in the Fairfax County School District, your opt-out date ends today. You better get on the stick if this is the first time that you've heard about this. Um, this is this is um, once again our kids being sold for power and money. Uh, and, you know, don't mess with my kids, man. Don't right. mess with my kids. And this is 
the 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 uh, kindest thing I could say is Merrick Garland, just this really brilliant guy that should have been on the Supreme Court, just didn't see the conflict of interest, uh, you know, about uh, saying we're going to go after these parents who are standing up against these things with the FBI when his daughter and son-in-law are making millions of dollars data mining the children in the very counties that he's saying we're going to have to send the FBI into. It's so we've sickening. Done, yeah, what we've done now is yesterday we sent a letter to Senate Commerce Committee to ask for a hearing on this very important issue of big tech data mining our kids. And I hope everybody will support us. Like, write a letter to your senator or representative. Yeah. Because this, this matters because these surveys are then used, I hope everybody understands, as a way to make an excuse to get programs of indoctrination into the schools. Oh, our kids are sad, so yeah. we need to have some uplifting anti-racism training. You know, that's how they get their, their programs in. It's a Trojan horse. Ezra, thank you so much. Oh uh, my if gosh, you, Glenn, thank you. If you want to find out more information, go to DefendingED, DefendingEd.org, DefendingEd.org. Every parent must be involved. All right, uh, man, it's going to be a long day today, but I get to go home and slip in between my Giza dream sheets. Yeah. You doing that tonight, Stu? That's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. sure. My, uh, um, my wife's friend is trying to convince us that, oh, no, you got to sleep on linen. I'm like, why don't we just sleep in a burlap, <laughs> you know, sleeping bag? <laughs> How dare you? Oh, my gosh. How dare you demean Glenn's thread count? Right, mm-hmm. right, right. You were a sheet snob because I was a sheet snob. There's nothing wrong with being a sheet snob. No, there is snob. not. And it's it's pricey, but not if you find the Giza Dream Sheets. And these are honestly the softest sheets I've ever slept on. And I'm a sheet snob, okay? Uh, don't make me say that several times uh, on the air because we might get in trouble. MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials. Check out the buy one, get one free of the Giza Dream Sheets. You're never going to find softer sheets at a price like this. Never. Enter the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Promo code BECK. MyPillow.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the uh, program. It is uh, Friday. Uh, I have a review of the new James Bond movie. Oh, that's out uh, this weekend. Yeah, Finally. I saw it last night. Was it May 2020? It was supposed to come out? Worth the wait. Really? Worth the wait. Um, and I had high expectations and it met them. You will love the new James Bond movie. Really? Yeah. Best, best one, I think. Um, Out of his, because I've you'll see things you've never seen before, and I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, okay, uh, another thing. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon. You know what I mean, Brandon. Woo! Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> um, we're wearing the new Let's Go Brandon T-shirts, which uh, I don't know. I really appreciate the people that are translating this into something else. I don't you know, know what they mean. I don't know what frankly. they mean either. But uh, 
uh i don't i i don't like the fact that we're doing that you know what i mean yeah you can by the way you can get the t-shirt at shop.blazemedia.com yeah. if you'd like to uh to chant along with yeah. us and i i do i want you to know i enjoy it but i don't enjoy it when my kids are around. you yeah, know what i mean I, yeah i will say this i've and, you know two young yeah. kids yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, several times the this chant has broken out yeah. we've seen it on bumper stickers and signs and yeah. and not let's go brandon but the full yeah, the yeah, full yeah. unedited the, version yeah right and while i i certainly agree <laughs> yes. with the the uh the, the motivation yes. behind it yes i will say i'm not in love with you know because i you know you go I, to a, know. you go to a sporting event and they're chanting this all the time. And like when you take your kid to a sporting event, you know some drunk idiot is going to be swearing and, and God only knows what else. But now even the good people in the crowd are swearing all the time. <laughs> and making it into the wave. Yeah. It's like, I, can you yeah, please? I really like the Let's Go Brandon yeah, let's go thing. Brandon. Let's go Brandon. <laughs> uh, you can get the t-shirt at shop.theblaze. Shop.blazemedia.com. Okay. Well, see, that's... That's what you're here for, isn't well, I, it? I, somebody has to yeah. be here to get you to say Shop the right things. Shopblazemedia.com. Yeah. That's, well, by the way, it. those uh, hey. those dots, they're period. Then it's not D-O-G. No? Now let me talk to you about The Covenant. The Covenant oh, yeah. is a uh, multi-season TV series adaptation of the stories of the Old Testament written by a guy who's going to write it accurately and write and just captivating stuff. Andrew Claven, he's one of the best screenwriters. Um, and they need investors. If you would like to change the world, we got to change the culture. And The Covenant is one of those things and you can be the impact investor in a broken world um just go to kotv.com slash back they'll give you all the information uh c-a-y-o-t-v.com slash back kotv.com slash back the uh name of the series is the covenant it's going to be done right but they need your support as an investor if you're looking for something to invest in the future Invest in God. Uh, it's kotv.com slash Beck. America, I uh, said last hour that I think 11 senators of the GOP might have just started the next Tea Party. Uh, a massive betrayal and a sellout of the GOP again. Just snatching uh, defeat out of the jaws of victory. They do it again. Love to hear Bill O'Reilly's opinion on that and whatever he think, deems is the biggest story of the week. We talk to Bill O'Reilly next because it's Friday. The Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about LifeLock. You know, it'd be easy to give up and just assume that cyber criminals are going to win in the long run. Maybe just save them the trouble. Mail in the credit cards, whatever cash you have in your wallet. Hey, sign the title over to them. Um, ah. 
either that or actually protect yourself with LifeLock. It's actually less work than mailing all the cyber criminals. Um, LifeLock will detect a wide range of identity threats and they will send you an alert. Plus, they have uh, a dedicated team of restoration specialists if you become a victim. It's um, it's the only company that I know. These are the people that started this category, I believe. They've been in it now for 30 years. When everybody's like, internet, what is that? They were already doing this stuff. LifeLock.com. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Make sure you use the promo code back and save 25%. Mr. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com where you can grab his uh, no-spin news every day. Um, it's Nothing has changed, just the device. I mean, you're not watching it on uh, cable TV, um, but you're, you're watching the same show that he's always done, and it is just as entertaining and just as smart. Um, Bill O'Reilly, welcome to the program. Beck, I need your help. I need your help. All right. And that hurts me. It hurts me to say it. Okay. Um, so I'm interviewing Donald Trump next week. Uh-huh. And I want to do a different kind of interview. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't want to have him venting about the election and, uh-huh. and all of that. Okay? Yeah. So I'm asking you, and, and I hope we can do this in the last three or four minutes of our uh, interview today, for suggested questions. All right. Let's, let's take that towards the end of the show, the bottom of the, uh, right. bottom of the hour. Okay. Bill. Yes. The, the 11 senators that saved America. Last night, the 11 GOP yeah. senators, um, people like Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, others all said, are you ma- are you out of your mind? What are you doing? Uh, they were bluffing. Um, what do you think? Well, they let the Democrats have a little safety shoot. Um, but a lot of this stuff is not apparent to you or me or any other American. There's backroom dealing, and Mitch McConnell is the biggest backroom dealer, I think, probably in U.S. history. Yeah, that's the problem. Right. Right. So we don't know what the deal was with Mitch and the other 11. Right. The deal might have been, you give us this extension, and we'll bring down the three point five trillion to two or one eight or something. No, that's not a deal I want. It's not a okay, deal. That's fine, but I don't know if your precedent is really taken into account by Mitch McConnell. <laughs> no, I, I know that, but I, I mean, he should listen to the GOP. They, they are, they are. I'm sorry, the voters, not the GOP. The voters are done with this, and they don't want to aid and abet this uh, this uh, transformation of our country. That's true. That's true, but. The deal that McConnell is making, he's thinking four or five steps out. Yeah, I am too. Um, yeah, I know. I'm not saying, I'm not sticking oh, yeah, up. Oh, yeah, you Mitch know, it's, man, no, I'm going to take it all out on you today. Yeah, you can take it out on me. That's all right. Um, I'm not sticking up for the turtle. Yeah. I'm just telling you something that isn't reported or yeah, analyzed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are deals that are made. Okay, so tell no me the deal. That, tell me what selling your country out would be worth. <laughs> what, what, okay, what? Look, look, back, back. The big picture is this. 
These Democrats and the Biden administration want to turn the United States into a quasi-socialist state where the economy is run by the government. Yes. Everybody knows that. Yes. Okay? Right. And all 80 million Americans who voted for Biden are partially responsible for that. Yes. They're going to fail, but they could fail very quickly if in the midterms of 2022, there is an overwhelming landslide for the Republican Party. Okay, that's the only mechanism that stops the madness. Okay, O'Reilly, O'Reilly, O'Reilly. Wait a minute, just a second. Um, You're right about that. Of course. Unfortunately, in that three and a half trillion dollar bill are all kinds of infrastructure pieces. Do you remember the? They're not going to get through. Oh yes, they are. No, they aren't. Yes, they are. Um, do you uh, are, 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 do you, you remember the uh, the song by Johnny Cash, One Piece at a Time? Mm-hmm. Okay, where he where he was building a Cadillac. He was working at GM, and he decided instead of buying a Cadillac because he could never afford it, he was going to steal it and take it out in his lunchbox, one piece at a time. It took him like forty years, but he finally got a Cadillac that was a hideous monster. Right. That's exactly what's happening here. Every bill they pass, every bill they pass has another piece of the Great Reset. That's right. And you're absolutely correct. And I'm not arguing with you about that. I am saying once again, when you have 80 million Americans casting a vote for a man like Joe Biden, and they were warned by you and me and most astute commentators that you have to, you will suffer the consequences. And we are. But after every mistake, there is a remedy, and the remedy is next year. You're not going to stop the Biden administration from wasting trillions of dollars on equity, climate change, or whatever other nutty thing they come up with. There's no mechanism to stop it because the Republicans don't control either side of the House. And Manchin and Cinema, who are saving the country, the two Democrats who won't vote for the $3.5 trillion, they're under unbelievable pressure. And if the Republicans don't compromise a bit, they'll fold. They'll fold. And Biden will get the whole thing. So now what Mitch Boy is doing is saying to Manchin and Cinema, you know, we're not unreasonable. We will compromise a little bit. So you just hang in. And we'll get this thing done in a responsible way. Of course, it isn't responsible. You know, we have now a government wasting, literally wasting trillions of American taxpayer dollars. And that's not responsible, but it's never going to stop until the American people wise up. Right. And that's why they should vote John Barrasso in Wyoming out, Roy Blunt, Missouri, uh, Shelley Moore Capito from West Virginia, Susan Collins, John Cornyn from Texas. You're dead to me, John. Uh, Mitch McConnell, Kentucky, <laughs> Lu- uh, Lisa Murkowski uh, you're, you're in Alaska. Hang on, hang on. Rob Portman right. in Ohio, Mike Rounds, uh, Richard Shelby in, uh, in uh, Alabama, and Senator John Thune. Those were the 11. All of the 11 that voted for an extension um, of the debt ceiling, you want out. I wish there was one more so I could technically call them the dirty dozen that were the saboteurs. But 
I can't. It's one shot. Jack, calm down now. Yeah. Stu, <laughs> just, just, uh, uh, do you have a, a wet cloth you can dab his forehead? Uh, we we can work that on that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I, I did some research today because you always ask me on Fridays, what is the most important story of the week? Yes. Okay? So I have something that no one knows about um, that is vitally important, and I'd like to tell you about it. All right. Go ahead. All right. The most important story in the United States this week is a quiz on BillOReilly.com. The quiz is called, Does It Make Sense? And there are 10 questions to the quiz, and I'm going to give it to you and Stu right now. It's a yes or no answer. That's it. This is the quiz. Are you ready to take it? Ready. First question. Does it make sense to allow millions of foreign nationals to enter the USA unsupervised? No. No. Okay. All right. Question number two. Does it make sense to abandon Afghanistan completely, leading to human rights abuses by the Taliban? No. No. Three. Does it make sense to shut down the Keystone Pipeline just to turn around and ask Saudi Arabia to expand their oil sales? No. No. Okay. Three no's. Fourth question. Does it make sense to support critical race uh, theory teaching in schools that divides children on a skin color basis? No. No. Question number five. For the federal government, does it make sense to spend so much money that inflation explodes? No. Does that make sense? Does not. Question number six. To support, does it make sense to support no bail laws that allow criminals to commit more crimes? No. No. Okay. Question number seven. Does it make sense to be one of only seven countries in the entire world that allow unrestricted abortions? No. Does that make sense? No. Okay. Question number eight. Does it make sense to oppose voter IDs? No. No. All right. Nine. Does it make sense to say that white supremacists are a larger terror threat than jihadists? Mm-hmm. No. Does that make sense? No. no. And the final question is, does it make sense for a president of the United States to accuse his own country of systemic racism? No. Does it make sense? No. Okay. So you guys scored 100% on the quiz. You guys got them all right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Now, I okay. wait a minute. Wait a minute. All right. Okay. Every one of those questions has been endorsed by President Obama. Right. uh, President. And probably Obama, too. Yes. But Biden. He's really running it. Every one of them. Yes. And if you just see it in black and white, if you go to BillOReilly.com, it's in black and white and download it. And send it to your liberal friends, the Biden people. Does any of this make sense? Ten questions. Simple man, simple questions. Okay. Once you see it, it becomes devastating. It becomes devastating that we have a president who is out of control and hurting the nation in every single area. So now, does it make sense? I've got a question for you. Yes. Does it make sense that those powerful 10 statements um, all came together out of incompetence or senility? No, no. It's, it's, this is by design. All Absolutely. of those questions are by design. No, I don't Absolutely. mean that. No, I mean that the things that they're doing is by design. They didn't. Yes. This is not a coincidence. It's not just no. a horrible accident that the all of those one, things are happening. The only one that isn't by design is the Afghanistan withdrawal. So I don't think nope. the progressive disagree with said, you. Um, we're going to go in there and we're going to botch 
the withdrawal from Afghanistan so Biden will look terrible. That doesn't no, no, make no. sense. What they did was say, we are going to do things uh, that will separate America from her allies, show American military what they really are. And we're going to um, ignore the military experts, damn the consequences. Correct. Yeah, I mean, but I, I just I disagree with you guys. I don't think that was policy going in. Yeah, I think I, that was just just rank incompetence on a part of Biden. Yeah, I think so. I think he he did not listen to his military experts and pushed through all of their recommendations of common right, sense because he was getting because of the ideology pressure mm-hmm. from the Susan Rice's yes, of the world. Yeah, correct to you know get correct. out I of agree with a that. big progressive hero. Okay, uh, but all the other nine are absolutely what the progressive left wants, and we have this befuddled president who does everything they want. I mean, that's the frightening situation. So he's got to be neutralized by the Republicans, and I don't believe they are the best guys and gals in the world, and just as we were talking about at the top of the program. I mean, I think I'm not a big, oh, uh, the Republican Party is so good. No, but at least they're sane this, what we have now, is insane. All right. More with Bill O'Reilly here in just a second. First, let me tell you about Penelope. She lives in uh, Texas. Man, over the years, she has begun to get older. She developed a lot of aches and pains throughout her whole body. She found she couldn't walk upstairs anymore without having to stop every little bit. Uh, that's, that's why God invented elevators. I'm just saying. Penelope, she happens to listen to this program, and she heard me talking about Relief Factor a while back, and she decided I might as well give it a try. If it didn't work, she was out 20 bucks. If it did, maybe she'd get her life back. You know the story. Within three weeks of starting to take Relief Factor, she noticed her pain was receding, and eventually it was almost totally gone. She says she can walk up the stairs with no problem now. Penelope? Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for just trying it. I'm glad it worked for you. Works for about 70% of the people. They keep ordering it month after month. If you take it three times a day as directed, I'm telling you, it will make a difference, uh, at least for 70% of those who try it. ReliefFactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. 800-500-8384. 10 seconds. Station ID. All right, Mr. Bill O'Reilly, um, we have, I think the biggest story of the week is the, um, uh, the attorney general coming out and saying, yeah, you know, we should have the FBI look into these terroristic parents. <laughs> I mean, I, every, everybody on the right and some independents are outraged by this story. And I'm going to tell you something that I think is going to be surprise you. I'm happy this happened because this is what they call the tipping point. Yes. Once you get into parental authority in this country where a government is telling parents what they can and can't do vis-a-vis their own children, it's over. So McAuliffe's going to lose in Virginia. You think so? He's back in this. I do. Good. I think that the silent people, the independent people, they're saying, are you kidding me? You're going you're you're gonna to tell me to shut up when somebody in my school is telling my child to hate a person of another color? 
You're going to tell me I don't have the right to go down there and vent on that? And that's exactly what's happening here. Exactly what's happening. And the second part of this story is that it's an extension of the white supremacist thing. Okay? So now what Biden and, and again, Biden, how much does he have to do with it? But what the Biden administration, the message they're sending is, if you complain about critical race theory being taught to children, and remember what it is, the essential message of that theory is that if you are white, you are an oppressor just by your skin color because your ancestors did all of this stuff and you benefited and African-Americans and other minorities got hurt. That's what it is. OK, so you are dividing children and then this you can't complain about it because if you do, then you're a white supremacist and, and you're a bigot. It's an extension of that. And it's just like in the quiz, like you got white supremacy. So if you object to critical race theory in the school, you're a white supremacist. That's the linkage they're trying to make. So the overarch is if you object to progressive policies, no matter what they are, you're evil. And you've got to be shut up. And Merrick Garland is going to deputize the federal government to make sure you shut up. Do you realize, Beck? There has not been one arrest in the entire United States made, not one, at any school board hearing, at any public school uh, confrontation between teachers, and not one arrest. It's only because the in cops the, are the clan. No, it's only what? because the cops are the clan. <laughs> okay, whatever. But it, if you step back, which I always do, and you look at the absurdity. It's absurd. It's absurd. Okay. Let me let me that the federal government would be threatening parents for stuff they haven't even done. Let me give you let me give you one more piece of the story of what this is about. Um, uh, Zan Tanner Alexander is his name. Uh, He married uh, Rebecca Garland. That's that's uh, Merrick's uh, daughter. Daughter. They they started these two started Panorama Education. These that teaches yeah, PRT. correct. And my <laughs> data mines all of this information. They have a two point four million dollar contract in Virginia with the Virginia uh, schools. Right. And right. Uh, and gee, it's it's almost like daddy's racing in with a private army to be able to make sure we shut down these people, these parents who are questioning what my daughter's company is doing to their yeah. children. I don't think that's a real good look for Attorney General no. Garland, do you? No, you think I don't. That's a good look for him? No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> but will you hear about that story? Will Lester Holt tell you that? No. How about no. David Muir? <laughs> no. no. No? No. If David gets out of makeup, but he wouldn't do it. And how about Nora O'Donnell? Is she going to tell you that story? I, you know, I'm sensing a pattern here. I think those are all the the anchors of the evening news, which I didn't. Right. I don't think most people even know is Beck, still on the air. That Beck is why these people can do and get away with this brazen conduct. Yep. Because the corporate media in America no longer covers the news. Yep. Okay, so they know Merrick Garland knows what his daughter and son-in-law are doing. He knows that. But he's not going to get whip sawed on it. 
because no one will mention it except O'Reilly and Beck. Let me give you one other. Let me give you one other piece of this story um, that I think too many people overlook. They wouldn't be doing this if you weren't effective. If showing up in these school board meetings and speaking your mind, if that wasn't effective, they wouldn't waste any time on you. That you must continue to stand up. By the way, check your school district. Find out if Panorama Education is involved in your school district. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. I can't say I didn't warn you. The holidays are coming up really quickly. So you get on the ball and order your Rectech today. If you've never had smoked turkey before, you're in for the treat of your life. You might never cook the uh, bird again the same way. I love these people who... who Fry it in every time. And I've always wanted to do this, but I know I'm too dumb to do it that way because every year somebody like blows themselves up or some. Anyway, um, the big meals like Thanksgiving and Christmas are coming up or those nights when you're just having friends over to watch a football game on TV or any day that ends in why when you happen to be hungry. Rectech will be there. Smart Grill technology does basically everything for you and an app that you can monitor from your smartphone or device the whole time the meal is cooking. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q. Find them on social media. You can find their newsletter. Just AB, uh, AB compare them. They're the best out there, especially for the price point. You're not finding anything like this in that price point. R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. Rectech.com. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Bill O'Reilly. More with him coming up next. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Mr. Bill O'Reilly is uh, with us, and Bill O'Reilly is interviewing President Trump next week. He asked for a few questions from me, and I've I've spent the break. Uh, five or six questions here for you, Bill. Um, Thank you. Very kind of you. Appreciate it. Sure. So here's your first one. Uh, why are you touring with Bill O'Reilly? That should be the first one. <laughs> um, uh, when will you announce one way or another? Um what would you do differently this time uh, that might bring others to the table? We know that we know that the left lies, cheats and steals. We know what they did in the last election. They've now they will now have at least two years, possibly four, where they are intent on bringing new voters in from uh you know, overseas and south of the border. Why would we believe this would be a different outcome than 2020? Because yeah, but that of the, take polar- up the whole interview, then <clears throat> he'll okay. just go. He'll just All right. you know wail on that. All right. How I about like this one? the what would you what would you do differently? That's okay. really good. How about this one? Um, do you realize how much better the interview would be if Glenn Beck were the can were the person conducting it? I like that. Okay. I like um, that a lot. Four yeah. years was not enough time to cut the cancer out last time. You concentrated on the Supreme Court and made huge progress, but then the deep state uh, was left in place. What is the first thing in this term you would concentrate on? And what makes you think you can get it done in four years this time? 
Okay. Got it? Uh, if you run, can you not destroy Ron DeSantis? <laughs> I'm going to ask him about DeSantis and yeah. uh, uh, prime, possible primary, and would he be as brutal on DeSantis and Noam and yeah. you know Nikki Haley as he was on uh, Little Marco? And uh, I think Lion he will. I, th- I think he will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bill, do you have not going to do the country any good? Is yeah. Bill, do you have any sense as to who would be the VP on a, a potential Trump? Yeah, ticket? I mean it's three people. Uh, DeSantis and that, you know, those, those conversations have already taken place. He's one, uh, Sam, Senator Tim Scott, South Carolina and, uh, Christy Nome, the uh, governor of South Dakota. Hmm. So those are the three front runners for VP now, but they can change. And I just want to tell everybody that interview will run on the 18th of, um, October, Monday, and we'll, we'll send you some clips in advance back. Okay. On uh, on what happens because you've been so kind to guide me. Oh, shut right up. Questioning. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. Uh, Bill, I, I noticed Mike Pence doing an interview on Fox this week, right? And would right. that seem to get a, a decent amount of publicity? Is what's on the relationship Fox. status? Yes, that's true. What's the relationship status between Trump and Pence right now? You know, it's a distant, uh, cordial relationship. I mean, if Pence calls Trump, Trump will take the call, um, but. Pence is not going to be involved in this election. Any chance Pence runs on his own? No. Nope. Nope. You know, he just doesn't have the gravitas um, in the sense that the Republicans, some of them believe he's a traitor. That's unfair. Uh, Pence did. How how is he? Wait, wait, wait. How a traitor to what? Well, he didn't uh, try to decertify the election. Okay, hang on. I name the Republicans that feel that way. Oh, no, 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 no. Back. Back. a lot there of voters feel that way. There are people who are very angry with him. Um, I'm not going to say it's the majority of the Republican Party, but, it, you know, um, it, there are a segment of very, very committed Republicans and committed Trump people who believe that Pence sold out the president because that's what Trump said. I, I have to I, I but I, I have to say that uh, uh, there was no constitutional way. To do that, there was no constitutional way. We both pointed that out at the time. But, you know, if you are really a fanatic in anything, you don't kind of listen to anybody. You know how that is. So (laughs) (laughs) you think Glenn's a fanatic and won't listen to people? No, 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 no. Never. Never. He's only a fanatic about pillows. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're (laughs) certain of it. would ask him this but this is a concern of of mine um and uh, because he 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 tends to have a very long memory um and uh when you're an enemy you're an enemy yeah uh, but he can't you can get back in his i mean look i know right, 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 well, hang, on, hang on hang on hang on just right, a second right. uh how much vengeance will be his if he gets into office i mean can he get back to an emotional neutral on the 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 people he feels have you know damaged the country stole the election everything else can he well let's take liz cheney for example yeah so if Liz Cheney's reelected in Wyoming, and I don't think she will be, I think she'll lose. But it, say she is reelected, she's got a big money, you know, there's a lot of money going in to help her there. Um, 
would Trump forgive Liv's Cheney? No. So I'm not worried. I'm not worried about I'm I'm really not worried about even personal relationships. Um, And, you know, uh, what I'm I'm worried about is that he was so angry um, and I think justified in many ways, very justified in his anger. But um, he's he's got to be able to go in and make sure that he is abiding by the Constitution and and not setting out on a vengeance campaign. Um, yeah, but good luck with that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, wow. For Donald Trump, it's all personal. And, and you know, I, I'm, I was surprised when Trump said he would do the history tour with me. I really was surprised. I didn't think it was going to happen. Because he knows that I don't pull any punches. I hate to use a cliche, but I don't. And I know Donald Trump. I know him as well as any commentator knows him. And everything to Donald Trump is personal. Everything. And that is why he lost the election. Because if you look at his policies, particularly in economics and the military, he did a really good job. And then he got the vaccine in record time. Any other president would have been elected by a landslide, landslide. over a doddering guy like Joe Biden. Yep. Any, any, uh, any president that had done that, those three accomplishments would have been elected easily. Even if the media was pounding you every hour on the hour, which is what happened to Trump. And because Trump takes everything personally and makes everything about him, all right, that set him back among people who aren't really paying attention that closely. They're, they're basing everything on personality and emotion, just like he is. But here's an upside that nobody, I don't think, has considered. Because Trump takes everything personally, mm-hmm. because he takes everything personally, that drove him to do a good job. Yeah, I know. I because agree. all of his accomplishments, he could say, I did it. I did right. it. So he was like a fanatic on the economy, on getting black people jobs on sealing up the border. He's a fanatic on it. Never rested. All right? Pounding the table. And he did it. And he did it. So I said to him, look, you go on a tour with me about history, what you did and how you did it. That's a new look. You haven't gotten any reporting on that because they hated you so much they would never analyze your accomplishments. I'm giving you the opportunity to do that in front of huge live crowds and everything's going to be taped. Okay. And it's not going to be, I'm not giving the tape out to the media, but you know, we'll use it and you can use it. He has um, the use of all the things that are taped that put him over. That's why he's doing the two shows in Florida, Lauderdale and Orlando, and the two in Texas, Houston and Dallas. And Beck was going to come to the Dallas show, but his wife is ordering him to leave the country. That's right. She is. (laughs) She is. So, but Beck, you know, we'll have a special um, feed for Beck or whatever. Well, I'd like to go to one of them. So maybe I'll fly to Florida for one of them. Yeah. I mean, look, this is a once in a lifetime thing. You know, people say, oh, yeah, he's going to do this. No, no. I'm going to ask him very, very pointed, specific questions. And you know me. I'm not going to just move on. I'm going to get the answers. Or I'm going to say in front of 10,000 people, well, no, Mr. Trump doesn't want to answer that. You know, that's how charming I can be. So, um, so here's another question then for, yeah. to, to, to ask. 
Um, what is your what is your vision uh, to take us to the next level? Uh, what you no, know, we, we can't. General. Well, no, we, but we can't. He can't live on the I was screwed out of the election. I mean, he's got to shut that down <clears throat> and I know, <clears throat> move on. But he won't he won't shut it down. <clears throat> but I think if he does run for president again, he wants to. Uh, he told me. But, you know, it's got to line up. It's got to line up. There's a lot of things involved with that. And he doesn't want to spend his own money. <clears throat> got a lot of money now in his pack. I mean, he can do it. Um, but basically, he has to come to the realization that relitigating the 2020 election will hurt him. Yeah, it will. Okay? It will. He has not come to that realization yet. He needs to just focus. If he's going to run, he needs to focus on this new normal isn't normal. I, I'm going to bring oh. you back to when we had full employment when we had a great Absolutely. economy. He's got to keep it on issues <clears throat> yes. and his accomplishments. Yes, yes. Not personal beefs. Yes, yeah. Okay, so, but look, you and I can do that, and we can analyze it from that point of view. And certainly when i with him on, on the history tour, and there's going to be a lot of discussions backstage and, and all of that, I'm going to say exactly what you just said. But can he discipline himself to look ahead and say, this is how I'm going to solve this problem. This is what we're going to do. I don't know. Yeah, he has to do that uh, because if it's a, if it's a, uh, I was wronged and this time we're going to win, um, it won't sell with, I mean, it will be a repeat of 2020. It will yeah, be got, very close and, and, and they'll steal it. We already have proof of that because yeah. when he went to Georgia to um, <clears throat> yep. campaign for the two Republican senators, <clears throat> he made right. the speech all about him and how yep. Georgia hosed him. The two Republican senators lost. Yep. Yep. So the folks and, and independents always, always decide elections. But yeah. I'm telling you this. If he can latch on to that critical race theory and the anger of parents, if he can make that a focal point in his presentation. He's right. You're exactly that, right. You're exactly that, right. That ask him a question about point. ask him a question about Merrick Garland and the FBI investing uh, investigating these. Uh, well, you terrorists. know, Merrick Garland was. Uh, no, I know. You know, I know. Obama I know. wanted him Supreme Court. I know. Um, all right, you know? Bill. Thank you so much, Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. Uh, we'll talk to you again uh, next week, Bill. Thank you. All right. Thanks for helping me out. Bill. All right. <laughs> Sherry lives in Michigan, uh, and uh, no, I'm sorry. Angie wrote in, uh, she wrote into the show last week about her experience with American financing. She said, uh, she called them after hearing me talk about them on the radio. Thanks for listening. Uh, and she said, like a lot of people, I spent 10 minutes, um, on the phone. I gave him a call. I, she said, I wasn't convinced it would go as smoothly as Glenn Beck said it would, but it did. Angie got a refinance on her mortgage and it was done in 30 days. She got a great interest rate. She said she had a wonderful experience overall. Uh, she said, I never get tired of hearing from people who've let American uh, financing uh, do the things that they did for me. And I feel the same way. I, I, but they've done for me what they've done for Stu, what they've done for my brother Robert, what they've done for so many people. Uh, Sarah, didn't you use them at one point? Yeah. I mean, we are we are using American financing because they're really, really good and they work for you, not the banks. 
American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, yeah. This is the uh, Glenn Beck program. We were just talking about uh, the James Bond movie. I saw it last night. I'll give you my review coming up. But we were talking about it. And, and when, when did the last one come out? And we realized I, I have no concept of time, at least for the last two years. <laughs> yeah. They, they kind of, it, it, since COVID, it's almost like that first spring of COVID was last spring. Yeah. I know it wasn't, but it just seems like, those two years have been one. Yeah, I, I, I just yesterday I was trying to think of, of I was getting I got my car repaired at one point and I was trying to think was that before when was that what year was that and then I remembered oh yeah I had to wear a mask into the dealership so it had to be 2020 not 2019 and it's it, like, it, it's, like just, it's marking my calendar basically yeah. at this point my memories yeah. are, are being sorted by like what dumb restrictions we had to partake in at any given moment you know and we were think we thought our defining moment would be for our generation would be 9-11 9-11 yeah and i this one seems i mean especially with the ramifications coming after this i think this is it yeah you know they were talking about you know just the health costs of this we're not going to know the health costs the cost on kids education the cost on the oh, economy no, for, for another decade yeah you know this yeah. is they're going to be reports written about this for the next 10 years. No, we are truly living history. We're living economic history. If Even if this pulls out, this is the first time it's ever worked. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we're living e- economic history. We're living constitutional history. Either the end of the republic or, the, the, or a massive save right to the edge. We're living revolutionary history. Uh, we're living medical history. I mean... Everything that is going on, uh, we're living technological history. The, the, the change in our society on all fronts, the way business is being done, uh, the way small businesses have been done, the, the way capitalism, all of these things are giant moments in history. And all we can do is be thankful that we have such an astute person at the helm. You know, thank right. God Joe hey, Biden is let's there. Go let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Get your Let's Go Brandon t-shirts now. Shop.blazemedia.com. I want you to think back on all of the things that have been a crisis in the last couple of years. Constitutional crisis with the impeachment. President impeached two times. Uh, the corruption involved in all of that. The election, which was absolutely corrupt. The now spiraling costs of uh, cars and gas and refrigerators and your home and lumber, food. Think of the inflation just on meat that you're now paying. You're paying $175 more than you did last year just on inflation. And stagflation, even worse, might be in our future and worse than the 1970s. Many Americans don't even want to work anymore. The American government has, is, it now seems to have the back of the Mr. Potters of the world and is set against even the ideas of the little guy at the Bailey Savings and Loan. 
It's anarchy on our border. Another possible 90,000 Haitians are coming our way. A confirmed 60,000 are coming our way. Afghanistan, not just anarchy, it was a marker to our allies and our enemies that America is no longer to be counted on, and a marker in all of us. This is dishonor. We've dishonored ourselves. The tribalism that is happening, the unelected bureaucrats that now seem to be running our country, uh without anyone being able to stop them seemingly the fbi now investigating parents who say i don't want you to teach critical race theory i don't want any of this in our school you now are a terrorist and the fbi is being weaponized the irs is being weaponized the constitution is being thrown out the window wow it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to imagine that the American citizen is going to survive. Victor Davis Hansen is with us. He is the author of The Dying Citizen, How Progressive Elites, Tribalism, and Globalization Are Destroying the Idea of America. Does the American idea and the American citizen survive? We talk to Victor Davis Hansen in 60 seconds. You know, you can tell quality work when you see it. Take buying and selling houses, for example. What does it take to become a real estate agent these days? You pass a test and slap credentials on you. You're good to go. Whether your heart or your head is really in it. I'm going to do this part time. Well, okay, I don't want a part time person working on. You imagine going to a um, investor uh, somebody, you know, a broker and saying, yeah, I'm going to give you my 401k and all my life savings. And he's like, OK, well, you can get me on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm, you know, working at the restaurant the rest of the week. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh-uh, I don't think so. Here's what you need. Somebody who's really dedicated to it. Somebody who listens to you. Somebody who knows the best practices and somebody with a great track record. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is, I want you to call them. I don't want you to take my word for it. I want you to interview the real estate agents that they will pass on to you. You do your own homework. These, we've done our homework on these people. We believe in these people. See if you do. And if you do, hire one of them. It's a free service to you, but get the best real estate agent you can find. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Free service. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Victor Davis Hanson, senior fellow, Hoover Institution, and author of The Dying Citizen. Ah, Victor, how are you, sir? Very good, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. I don't know if I'm looking forward to this interview or not, because you nail, you nail the problem. You nail the problem. Well, it's called a, it's called a dying, not quite. I didn't use it the title dead citizen <laughs> right <laughs> but it's 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 on a uh it's it's on its last leg it seems it's in uh it's in intensive care and i'm i'm wondering what we have to do to be able to save it well you know glenn if we've had this conversation i was writing this book in the last two years of the trumpet and i was worried but 
had we had this conversation then, we would have said for all of the lawsuits and the subterfuge, the border is finally becoming, let's say by, I don't know, August 2020 secure. And we had gone back to the idea that if you're going to come in the United States, you had to do so legally in measured fashion and preferably with a diverse immigration policy globally. Right. And I think we also, I think you would agree that for all the, and I had been very critical, I know you had two of its spending out of control by yeah. Donald Trump's administration, mm-hmm. but we still had low inflation and low interest and low employment. And we didn't have people staying home or we didn't have the port of LA backed up beyond the horizon. And you could say abroad that the Abrams Ape Court had turned a new chapter in U.S. foreign policy. We were gradually starting to get out of Afghanistan. People had come to a consensus that now with energy insufficiency, we're sufficient in energy. We don't have to have these optional wars in the Middle East that don't pan out in terms of blood and treasure for our interests, much less the people who fight them. So we were on a trajectory that I think was, you could call it a remediation or not a complete anecdote, but we were making some progress. And then we had this woke revolution. We had COVID. We had the economic voluntary recession. We had the George Floyd riots. We had this 102 million absentee ballot uh, election. And it just, and by the time I finished the book, this was happening. And I was, I thought, you know, nobody wants to read about these abstract historical and cultural and social reasons why we lose citizenship. But then suddenly it's like, here it is. You're writing about, there it is. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really, it's really truly terrifying how well orchestrated this has been. I mean, this is, it's brilliant in the architecture of bringing us down to our knees. I think so. I think in the sixties, protesters threw rocks at the Pentagon or, you know, they threw paint on the corporate uh, logo at the, at the corporate headquarters, or they went and stormed the Dean's office. But now those people, they are the Dean. They are the corporate. Correct. They are the general generals in the Pentagon. So this is a kind of a top down uh, revolution. You, You know, it's, it's, it's Phyllis Quellar's the BLM co-founder Marxist hmm. on her fourth home. Yeah. Or Ibram Kendi charging us $20,000 $20, for an hour of indoctrination on Zoom per corporate person. That's so crazy. it's a very strange revolution. It's, it's among the elite taking these organic forces that have been going on, weakening the middle class, weakening the purchasing power of the middle class, destroying our borders, confusing residency with citizenship, and then re, you know, retribalizing so we identify by our race, our ethnic, rather than our common American identity. But that was, that was empowered by these elites that want to change the Constitution. They grew the administrative state. They unleashed people, you know, General Miley, James Comey, James Clapper, John Brennan, Eric Kleinsmith, Peter Strzok. And then we've got these people who all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, but 180-year filibuster, it's no good. 50-state union, 60 years, no good. 150-year tradition of nine justices in the Supreme Court, no good. 233 years of electoral college, no good. 233 years that the states have primary responsibility in national elections, no good. And that's the beginning. 
they're they're questioning what and today in the LA Times somebody's questioning why and I mentioned that in the book actually why we need two senators why not make them proportionally representative why should Wyoming or Idaho have any senators God heavens read the Federalist Papers all of the answers yeah. are in that um, good heavens um, so where do we even begin i mean the 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 average citizen is being taught a lesson um they're being taught a lesson get the vaccine and like it and don't you dare say anything about it uh, or lose your job there is no law there is no biden mandate nothing's been written down this is just people him suggesting it and then everybody going well there's a mandate um, they're yeah, being, and it's not even based on the science, Glenn. I mean, I know. if you have had COVID, we were told you that we were told that was an inadequate prophylaxis. Now we're told that natural acquired immunity is superior to vaccinations, but you still need to be vaccinated. So we've got these people in the military and hospitals, some of whom, a lot of them, 100 million people have had COVID. They have better immunity than vaccinated people. According to Biden, you have to have both, but maybe people like me that got vaccinated but didn't get COVID should now go out according to that logic and get real immunity by getting right. I mean, it's in, it's incoherent. Yeah. And it's it, it's scary because uh we're losing uh, we're losing our minds all of a sudden we're we're tribe we're firing people at ucla who don't want to use race as a criteria to punish or reward students or we're shutting down small businesses but amazon and walmart and target are are just exempt uh we're putting people in jail for violating quarantine but a thousand healthcare professionals swear that it's better for the mental health of the nation that BLM pr- protesters be exempted from quarantine law. It doesn't, it's, it's asymmetrical is what I'm saying. We really saw that with Senator, I mean, uh, Senator Cinema in the bathroom incident where oh, she yeah. was chased by those on undo- and then on an airplane or when Chuck Schumer yelled at the Supreme court and said, we're going to make you pay Gorsuch and in front of a mob or they, they rush flake. And then you compare all of that, to what they do to other citizens. It's so asymmetrical. And it's a weaponization of the FBI, the DA, the, the U.S. military top brass. The, the, the uh, FBI, CIA, the Capitol Police. FBI. I mean, it just, it just doesn't end. And they're sending the message, sit down, shut up, do as you're told, or we'll destroy you. And um, it's really critical, in my opinion, that... That we understand they're only doing that because they know you can be really, really effective. If all of us start to stand up and go, I don't care about your mandate. I don't care. Um, I, I don't care if you try to destroy me. I don't care. I believe these things are self-evident life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. And those aren't the only rights. And I believe in the Bill of Rights and I believe in the Constitution and I don't believe that just because you're white, you have to pay for something that a bunch of white people you're not even related to uh, did 150 years ago. I'm not standing no, for absolutely. it anymore. I know. And you can already see indications of that, Glenn. I mean, suddenly the Tony Awards, the Grammy Awards, the Oscar, they've just disappeared from the popular American mind. Nobody cares anymore. Those used to be national events to watch the Oscars 50 years ago. Nobody nobody watches the NBA. The only reason that exists is because of a $1.4 billion person Chinese market and the endorsements and the money that flows in. And 
I think uh, people are kind of retreating to a monastery of their mind. They're they're tuning out network news or network programming or the latest going to the theater to see the latest Hollywood movie, and so they're starting to, and they're starting to resist. And I think that's that's very scary. And I think the military. When we hear General Milley and General Oz, we're going after white rage and white supremacy, but they don't produce any data that support those really uh, inflammatory accusations. And then I, so I, I, when I heard that, I thought, okay, General Austin says he wants proportional representation in the military and or else. And Milley said, we're going to go after all these supposed young white people that are prone to supremacy. Let me look at the dead, the fatality statistics in Afghanistan and Iraq. And, I, and I, you look at them and they're 75 percent white males, not women, not minorities, white males who have died in those two wars. I'm thinking, according to their own logic, then they would say, well, we have to pull them out of combat because they've died disproportionately, according to their percentages. Is that that the kind of country we want? But that's that's the trajectory that they're taking us to. And I think a lot of people are getting sick of it, and it's just a question. I think there's going to be a big pushback in the midterms, I hope. I see these Hispanic communities where I live in the Central Valley, that uh, I think Mexican-American males voted 50% to recall Gavin Newsom, 43% of the po- Hispanic population. And then we see these border communities where Republican or conservative city councilmen and mayors are being elected. So something happened, I think, good to the – one of the things I mentioned at the epilogue is that the Republican Party is starting to shed the caricature that it's a, a wealthy golfer's white blue-stocking um, – you know, right. sort of a Mitt, Rom- Mitt Romney party. It's more right. of a populist, nationalist, middle class party. Except that offers hope. It, it does, except for uh, you know the uh, Mitch McConnells of the party that still seemed completely out of touch with the American people. And I want to I want to talk to you about that and also some of your solutions. Victor Davis Hanson, senior fellow at Hoover Institution. The name of the book is The Dying Citizen, How Progressive Elites, Tribalism, Globalization are Destroying the Idea of America. Back with him in 60 seconds. American Financing, NMLS 182334, org. The Federal Reserve has decided the benchmark interest rates, uh, they've been holding them at near zero. They've indicated that rate hikes are going to come up soon. Some of the banks are already raising their rates. You know, why not? We've been talking about this for a while now, and uh, borrowing costs are still at near historic levels. I'm not sure how long uh, it's going to be before interest rates go up. And even if they do, that's going to destabilize things. It's going to be harder and harder to get a loan. And I just think we're headed towards disaster. Please um, get your financial house in order now. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net and get a refi on your mortgage or a consolidation loan. Um, But get something rock solid right now with American Financing. 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. If Victor Davis Hanson makes sense to you, it's because uh, he's still a farmer. And I think there is something about 
farmers and people that Thomas Jefferson said this, when people have their hands in the soil, uh, there's just something about them that uh, roots them into uh, logic and and common sense. So let me let me ask you about what happened yesterday with the GOP, because I have to tell you, I don't I don't see the GOP rallying around um, our Bill of Rights or our Constitution. And I see them seemingly just sitting on their hands. And then last night, 11 of them decide, yeah, they're going to raise the debt ceiling. Thoughts on that one? Yeah, I, I think we're in a period of transition, but we've got an ossified leadership, especially in the Senate. But what gives me some hope is that I don't see a national, maybe you do because I'm maybe too naive, but I don't see a national campaign run on the principles of the old Republican Party. And that's a start. What I mean is nobody's going to say anymore as Jeb Bush did, that uh, illegal immigration is an act of love. And nobody's going to say that the more that you uh, concede to China and bring it into the global community and overlook uh, cheating and uh, patent and and copyright infringement, the more they're going to repay that magnanimity with reciprocal magnanimity. I don't think anybody believes that anymore. I just don't think anybody believes that you can write off the industrial heartland of America and say, well, the job's left because these guys are all opeds, these clingers and drags and deplorable. I don't think that's going to be. And that was pretty much, I think it was, what John McCain, that was the subtext of John McCain and Mitt Romney's campaigns. I mean, I voted for them, but I did it very reluctantly. I thought, wow. These are always the people that, that I never felt I had anything in common with. But... So I think there's been a change there that at least rhetorically that m- people in this next campaign will, will run on the Trump agenda. Now, they may tweak it or not be sincere about it, but I don't mm. think anybody's saying we've got to get back to the principles of Mitch McConnell. And what, maybe he did some good things with the outsmarted his rivals on judicial appointments, but I don't think that he's he and what he represents is what most people aspire to. Now it's just a question of how much damage you do in a realistic, pragmatic, short-term sense by getting rid of him versus who's going to report it and, and the interfaction squabbling why the Democrats are imploding. So I think there's a lot of people who say, well, there'll come a time for Mitch to step down, but right now do we want to have a big fight when these people are socialist and they want to destroy us and they seem to be destroying the country and themselves in the process. The, the problem is, is we've been down this road with the Republicans before I know it. I and know they, it. they I know say it. a good game. Well, we got to take care of this first. They don't ever mean it. They don't ever mean it. No, they don't. That's why I'm not a Republican. I'm right. not a registered Republican right. just for that reason. And I was, I was shocked though, that, they really did do certain things under Trump that I didn't think they would do. I didn't think they would actually rebuild that rickety wall and start to rebuild some new air, uh, build some new areas. I never thought they'd do that. thought that was all going to be rhetoric. And I never thought that, uh, that we would go into Anwar or say that we want gas right. and oil on right. federal lands. I didn't, or deregulate. Dere- I never thought that. Would. I know. Well, that was really, I don't think that was Republicans. I think that was Donald Trump. Most of it. Uh, Victor Davis Hanson, thank you so much for being a uh, part of the program today. Thanks for everything that you do. The uh, the author of the book, The Dying Citizen, 
I believe it came out just this week, The Dying Citizen, How Progressive Elites, Tribalism, and Globalization Are Destroying the Idea of America. Common Sense. And you need to pick the book up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. So I told you yesterday, and I'm not making this up, a trillion dollar platinum coin is being debated now by some of the top uh, uh, economic minds uh, in the country and Congress. Get the Treasury to print or to coin one coin, market a trillion dollars, put it in the Federal Reserve and say, print off of that. It's insanity. And that's why inflation is going to become insane, whether they do that or not. And gold is always the hedge against insanity, the hedge against inflation. Please, uh, you want to put some money in Bitcoin, put some money in Bitcoin. But I don't know about that. I do know that since the beginning of time, the world always returns to gold. Gold line. They're offering a free Maple Flex silver bar with a qualifying purchase of $5 gold Indians this week only. Supplies are extremely limited, so don't wait. Call 866-GOLDLINE. That's 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Please call them now. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Let's go, Brandon. You know what I'm saying there? Very excited for Brandon and his future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go, Brandon. Love that. Love that. If you know what it, if you know what it actually means, uh, <laughs> you should get the new T-shirt that is available from the Blaze. Shop.blazemedia.com. Thank you very much. Do mm-hmm. appreciate that. So I uh, uh, last night I went to uh, a late showing of the new James Bond movie. Is out this weekend. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to come out a little earlier, like two years ago. <laughs> and my family, we are big Daniel Craig James Bond fans. We watch yeah. Casino Royale at least once a year. As a family, we will all sit down and watch Casino Royale at least once a year. Mm. Skyfall uh, and uh, what was the the last Spectre? one? Spectre. Uh, there's only one that was, I think, was bad. We don't even, we don't, that movie shall not be named. That particular one in the Daniel Craig series. Right. Now, th- it's interesting because they had Billie Eilish sang the song yeah. for No Time to Die, yeah. which came out. Two uh, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. The song came out in, f- in February of 2020. Yeah. So, you know, they always do that. They release the mm. song a couple of weeks before the movie and then the yeah. movie just never came out. Right. Uh, but it came out, it was supposed to come out in, I think, was it March or April of 2020? And it's been delayed several times now. Yeah. Uh, and each time it got k- kicked back, I went, this movie better damn well be worth it. Yeah, you know? right. Because I mean, if it sucked, this yeah, would be. Yeah, if it sucked, if it sucked. Um, let me tell you, I believe it was worth the wait. Uh, I don't want to hype it. I want you to just to go in going, that's yeah, a pretty good James Bond movie. Just go in with that attitude. That's kind of, I heard it's a pretty good one. I heard it's a pretty good one. That's good, because you don't want to oversell it. That's a classic Glenn Beck thing to do. He tells you it's the greatest movie of all time, and then you go in there, it's and it's the pretty good, but you're totally disappointed by that. Yeah, it's not the greatest movie of all time. I, I, 
I happen to think that it is. It's my favorite of the series of the entire James Bond universe. No, no, no. Of the of the Daniel Craig series. Okay. And yeah, the the Daniel Craig are my favorite James Bonds. Okay. So to be clear, (laughs) this is typical. Glad he's not saying it's the best movie of all time. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying saying you're going to feel that way. I'm saying 45 James Bond movies that have ever been released. I think, except for the (laughs) second Daniel Craig, which fits right by what was that guy's name that did one James Bond movie? Uh, uh timothy dalton. dalton okay it was no that, uh yeah it was timothy yeah, dalton okay. mm-hmm. uh timothy dalton that movie is slightly better than the second daniel craig movie okay <laughs> really? was it that was it oh it was horrible it was horrible um but all in all i love the story arc i love the fact that they're all tied together i didn't realize that until i think we got to specter or skyfall and i'm like hey that relates back to the first one. I mean, I, you know, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer sometimes. Uh, and uh, and so I love the storyline and I love what they I, I just love the way they wrapped it up. You'll like it. OK, You'll like it. so a couple of things away. to get our bond uh, history correct. First okay. of all, George Lazenby was the one with the one movie. Um, Timothy Dalton, Timothy Dalton had two. He did Living Daylights two? and License to Kill. Wow, never to, saw License to Kill. Then it went to Pierce Brosnan for Oof. four. Yeah. And then Daniel Craig now has five. The second one, which you are giving a tough time to. Don't say it. Would be Quantum of Solace. Oh, my gosh. Don't say it. <laughs> I think you I saw say, that one and they did not think it was You say that either. three times and it's suddenly on Netflix and you're watching it. Really? <laughs> yes. Don't do it. No. Don't do it. That's because uh, all of your devices are listening to you. That's, that's exactly got to do. right. It's not a creepy. Oh, you want, we've decided you want to see Quantum of Solace? No! And I can't believe this. I'm looking at now the list of all of the Bond movies. And the, the lowest reviews they give to any movie in the entire series is A View to a Kill with Roger Moore. Which was oh. one of the greatest films of all time. I mean, clearly. No, really wasn't. <laughs> Some of it doesn't hold up, but let me yeah. give you a part. <laughs> what? Uh, okay, okay. Planes. They used planes they, in that. They still fly planes. Yes. Now, yeah. let me give you a part of this that does hold up. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And maybe mm-hmm. yeah. was it was a prophecy in some way. Mm-hmm. The, vi- the villain in the movie is Max Zorin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Max Zorin is a very strange person. <laughs> who seems to be somewhat of a result of an experiment from Nazi Germany. But he... <laughs> so forget that for a second. Okay, all right. He has a plot, as all Bond villains do, mm-hmm. to do terrible mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. to the world. Mm-hmm. His plot was to take explosives and put them under the earth mm-hmm. in, in a very large uh, amount mm-hmm. and ex- blow them up, which would then cause a massive earthquake that would bury Silicon Valley underwater. Or it would essentially turn Silicon Valley why, into a lake. Why did we stop him? That's Max Zorin for president. That's I Roger mean, Moore. That's blame this on Roger Moore. We wouldn't have had Facebook. We wouldn't have Instagram. We wouldn't have Google. We wouldn't have any of these things. Roger only Moore Max must Zorin. be stopped. Yes. Wow. That's the villain in that yeah. movie. We didn't realize that Max Zorin was the hero. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's uh, I'm a little disappointed in that uh, review of of you to a kill with uh, which was a classic Bond film. However, it sucked. 
It's I little, loved Roger Moore. He it was, was a little my, campy, but I loved yeah, he it. He was my James Bond when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and mine as well. Yeah, I mean, that was actually his last one was If You Do a Kill. It was nineteen eighty five. Yeah, so I mean, I loved Roger Moore at the time. <laughs> It doesn't really age well. He was about 84 when he made this yeah, one. Uh, yeah. And uh, doesn't age well. He's not uh, fast in the movie. I do remember him in chase scenes and it's it seems like they could have caught him there. Too much polyester and leisure suits. <laughs> I mean, it's just that whole that whole decade, you know, was bad to re, re, to remember. Okay? Bad on film, bad on records, 70s bad or 80s? 70s. Okay. Uh bad bad. We should all forget that era. Okay. Now, uh, right? I, things have yeah. improved in many ways. Yeah. Although, I don't know. Are you? No. Are you coming to the Mercury One thing tomorrow? I would love to come. Are you inviting me? I would love to come. Glad. Thank you for that invite. I appreciate no, it. We're you know what? all I'm, sold unfortunately, out. Oh. Sold out. If you'd like yes. tickets, you can still get tickets. Just go to mercuryone.org, mercuryone.org. Um, if your name is Stu, we have <laughs> we are full up on Stu's. So, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I didn't yeah. know you. Too many. Too many. A name quota yeah, in place. Yeah, unfortunately, That's, it's a Toyota Music. It's not me, man. It's the Toyota Music Factory. I've seen several weird, shows at this particular yeah, venue. I know. Must not have been so many Stu's there when you went. But, mm, uh, okay. Yeah, this is going to be a great uh, event, though. And it's uh, tom- Tomorrow. Tomorrow. And I'm going to introduce you to the real hero, the actual real hero. Well, now that you've invited the real hero, he can come and I Uh can be there and you can introduce me. And that's exactly what will happen. Mm -hmm. I will introduce you (laughs) and the real hero will be there and I'll introduce him. Oh, great. Um, But uh, uh, anyway, he's the real guy who made every deserves all the accolades for uh, what happened in Afghanistan, and we're going to give you an, a, a profound update on that uh, tomorrow. And I'm also going to be um, explaining um, step one on how we, what we have to do to save our country. It's the power of one tomorrow. Okay, I have to get this off of my desk. It's been on my desk all week. I saw this correction, and I thought. I just have to share this because, you know, people say that the media, that the media just gets things wrong. And I want you to know that the Daily Camera, uh, which is the Boulder, Colorado paper of record, mm-hmm. uh, has had to retract an article and they they wanted to post some corrections in the article. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. And that's how you make them. When okay. you're a journalist, you make a mistake, you post correction. Okay, so it was a story that they posted on 9-11 of this year. And there are some things that they just needed to correct in the story. Okay. And I just, I just want to give you. Uh, okay. So first, uh, quotations. They interviewed a bunch of people for this. And uh, one of the people... Um, said, you got to make some corrections here. Um, uh, one, that he said that he was sus- uh, that he suspended a phone call with colleagues on September 11th, 2001, that he monitored White House orders during the crisis, and that he escaped from the Pentagon. Uh, and he personally witnessed rescues there. Okay. He, he so- said, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't say those things. 
Okay. Yeah. But they maybe they got that mixed up or or whatever. But they, yeah, yeah. So they just wanted to correct, they corrected that. It. Oh, well, and and also that uh, they said that he participated in a video conference with colleagues that were working in the Pentagon, some of whom he learned later that evening were killed in the attack. Um, mm. He just. Sounds like an amazing story, but that part didn't. Yeah, that part didn't happen. Uh, Nobody that he was on the phone call with. Okay. I mean, look, you know, sometimes there are mistakes made when you're writing a complicated. Um, Also, also that he said that uh, the phone calls he made immediately after the plane struck the World Trade Center tower, um, that that didn't happen. And um, an inaccurate statement wrongly attributed to him regarding President George W. Bush's address to the uh, nation that morning. They got that one. They got that. wrong what you mentioned they they interviewed several people what maybe they they attributed some stories from other people to this guy and that's the no well first let me just wrap him up um the story also attributes to him numerous references to exact times which he said i i didn't bring those up with the (laughs) reporter so so that oh and his current vocation he he lobbies uh at colorado's congressional delegation um and uh he's not a university speaker so, okay. Well, right. I mean, so look, yeah. the, the, the details of his job are not right. that germane. Yeah, to right. Story sure. And if that's point. your mistake, that's yeah. your mistake. No. And, and good for the daily camera to admit those And that things. does seem, I, I would say, extensive. But, yeah. you know, at least they came out. Right. And, told and the, the other person that they interviewed said um, oh. uh, she the statement from authorities that they couldn't contact uh, United Airlines Flight 175 was not true. Okay. Um, the United Airlines had down communications and she suspected a hijacking. She said, I never said that <laughs> uh, regarding the monitoring of real time live in flight information. Not true. No. Stating that she was terrified to go back to the skies. She said no. That her love of being <laughs> airborne died that day. Not true. <laughs> Stating that she had survivor's <laughs> guilt uh, and her emotional reaction upon realizing that something profoundly bad had just happened and i would never see my friends again not 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 true okay not true not true look this happens occasionally not usually at this scale but you know maybe somebody had a bad day also 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 (laughs) that she said her two closest friends were on board uh united flight 175 and she had flown with them at least a hundred times a hundred times she said i knew the two flight attendants and we had flown together but uh not the other and then the the third person that they interviewed they got a couple of things wrong there Uh, another uh yeah john maynard said I never said that I left for work listening to reports of the events on my car radio. I I didn't know that it would I'd soon be sifting through debris to help with identification. I I, I didn't say that I didn't know if my daughter was dead or alive. Uh, By the way, they identified his daughter and they gave the wrong name for her. Um, He said, uh, I never identified Flight 175 as my daughter's typical flight. Uh, I wasn't called to report in New York City as a mental health specialist with the FBI. I never tied the events of 9-11 to anger. Uh, and I never said anything about the veterans of the Afghan war. Um, I watched it. I'm not an FBI employee. I watched the events on television. Um Oh, and him saying that he found peace 20 years later and saying that the Afghan veterans should talk about their experiences should uh, uh, was not was 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 not true was not true. So they correct. So at least I mean, look, 
sometimes well, you have interviews with three people on. and everything they say is false but that can happen they also acknowledge Wait. the camera also acknowledges that there are a few other things the headline labeling the subjects of the story survivors of 9-11 none of them were president uh, present at any of the tech locations <laughs> they say they well, got they did in the survive the date right though. well yes so uh, that's true they got wrong the apparently the location of the pentagon <laughs> the timing of some of the events on 9-11 the location uh, of the, uh, the work arrangements of one of the interviews uh this woman was not scheduled to work on 9-11 hadn't switched schedules with another flight attendant uh the year that one of the people they talked to graduated from boulder high school right uh the trip to new york was on a commercial flight not a special flight for the fbi mm-hmm. uh the uh, person's trip back to boulder was not in a caravan with other flight attendants <laughs> um where one of the people worked that uh real. that day uh and the last thing that the daily camera wants you to know about this article is this list does not necessarily constitute every <laughs> error in the article. That's amazing. I must know where they said the Pentagon was. <laughs> it's in uh, Idaho. It's what? Why do you mess that up? No, but don't worry. The press has got it together. Okay, All right. Patriot Mobile. Taking a stand for what you believe in is hard. Taking a stand against things you don't believe in can be even harder. When I tell you a lot of the big mobile carriers today support leftist causes, uh, you don't want to be doing business with them. Um, just just switch. You're going to save a lot of money if you switch to Patriot Mobile. A lot of money. Now, they're on the same cell towers as the big companies. You're going to get the same great service, the same coverage. You're not funneling money into Planned Parenthood by working with them. And you'll pay about half the price. PatriotMobile.com slash back. We have to stand together. 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code Beck. They have special discounts for veterans and first responders. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 972-PATRIOT. The Glenn Beck Program. Hello and welcome to the program. Uh, by the way, there is a, uh, a retraction from the New York Times today that we uh, we want to we want to pass on. Yeah, it's uh, important you note uh, there was an article they wrote, and it misstated the number of COVID hospitalizations among U.S. children. Um, they it was the real number is sixty three thousand. But they they accidentally they, they accidentally had a different number in there. Um, Nine hundred thousand. Nine hundred. Well, so, it's happens. a matter of just you know. sometimes you put an extra zero or leave a zero off. And six plus you know. three is nine. Right. So sometimes you just replace the nine with a three and a six. And <laughs> right. it happens. It I mean, it's easy to see.